Blog Talk Radio. Did you say that Joanne and them were almost here? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. set up here so she can walk right on up and get started. Still no sign of them, Dan? If you can see them, you know they're coming. We'll go ahead. If not, I'm gonna start playing the guitar. I see a little white Chevy coming. Okay. All right. Well, amen. All I can say is, if you wasn't here Friday night, well, you missed a good, you missed a good meal. Amen. We had a good time and really enjoyed it, and it was a, it was a blessing, and uh, <clears throat> always good. To, 
sat down with church family and eat and break bread together. In this, cha- in this, in this case, steak. Amen. And yeah, we all got a picture made. If you want to look at the beautiful shit snapshots, they're back there on the table. Uh, the picture taking was fine. Some of us in the pictures weren't, but but anyway. <clears throat> Well, amen. Shall I just go ahead and start, Dragon? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead and start. Do <coughs> what now? You have to refresh my memory. I know you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, Miss Charlene. Miss Charlene. Uh, yes, uh, Grant said that he'd heard on the scanner this morning that uh, the paramedics were called to her house. Oh. And uh, just tell just tell what you know. They called up both road of first responders to go to her, her it was her address apartment and an 86-year-old woman was complaining of chest pains. So then we heard the first responders talk to, to dispatch here in Clarksville and call for the medics. And that's, that's that's all we know. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea how the extent of anything else. Right. We waited on you. Well, thank you. I tell you what, while she's coming to the piano, let's go in prayer. Let's go, Lord, in prayer for for Miss Charlene. Let's ask God to be with her in this. Hmm? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to pray specifically for her right now. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we come before your throne this morning on behalf of Sister Slayton. Father, we just, we know that you know all things. Lord, your timing is perfect. Father, we. It's not for us to decide when or where you when you do things. But Father, we pray, Lord, if it's if it's in your will, Father, we pray that Lord you restore her health to her, Father. We pray that Lord that you give her uh more good years on this earth to serve you, Father. We pray, Lord, that your loving kindness and care be around her, Lord, all the way. Lord, I pray you'll help each doctor and nurse and paramedic who deals with her today. Father, I just pray your mercy and grace be upon them all. And Lord, we'll give you glory because we know you're in control. And nothing escapes your hand, Lord, or your eye. And we'll trust you and we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister, won't you come and we'll take our songbook this morning. And uh, I've already got it turned to it there for you. Number 84 in the All-American Hymnal this morning. Number 84, we're going to sing Mansion Over the Hilltop. Won't you stand together with me? And let's, let's sing unto the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. And let's sing. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the ransomed will shine, I want a gold one that silver line. Just 
in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we'll never more wander, but walk the streets that are pure as gold. So often tempted, tormented and tested, and like the prophet, my pillow was stone. And though I find here no permanent dwelling, I know he'll give me a mansion my own. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we'll never more wander, but walk the streets that are pure as gold. Don't think me poor or deserted or lonely. I'm not discouraged. I'm heaven bound. I'm just a pilgrim in search of a city. I want a mansion, a harp and a crown. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we'll never more wander, but walk the streets that are pure as Amen. Glory to God. It's where we're headed. Amen. We say, praise God. We've come through the blood of Jesus. That's where we're headed. Amen. I got a mansion. You know, the amazing thing to me is it took God. How long take God to make everything we've ever known? How long? How long has He been gone this time making something for us? Boy, it's gonna be something, ain't it? Amen. I mean, six days. Where He's been gone two thousand years. Praise, oh, oh, 2,000, I mean, it's been a long time, amen. It's going to be, listen, I, the Bible says, I have not seen or ear heard, neither entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him, amen. We can't even imagine it. Nobody's ever spoke of anything such, amen. Prayer request this morning, I need to hush. We, uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. about it. And he, he, he can do all that needs to be done. Anybody else? 
Anybody else? Yes. Yeah, we're doing some, we're having to do some remodeling. We've had a disastrous water leak that went unchecked for a long, long time. So pray for us. We'll be working tomorrow, but that's neither here nor there. We'll be fine. Uh, others, anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we sure will. Um, Y'all pray for my friend Wally. He's looking for, and, I, and I'll just throw this out there. My friend Wally, who's been in Tennessee, I've told you about, he's moving down. He's looking for some land. He's looking for a piece of land out in the country, just a few acres. If anybody knows of a place, be sure and let me know. He would like to have something around this area, I think. Uh, just pray that God puts him where he needs to be. And uh, he, he, he he loves my preaching, and I feel like if he comes out here, he'd probably be a very valuable asset to this church. So, so please pray for that. Um, anybody else? Anything else before we before we go, to Lord, in prayer? Yes. Unspoken. Unspoken request. All right. Let's let's listen. Let's let's pray for this too while we're praying. Let's pray. Don't don't just sit and listen to Robert pray while he's praying. You pray and ask God to come and meet with you today. Ask God to come and 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 stir your heart this morning. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, Brother Robert. Lead us in prayer. Amen. You can be seated. Number 32 in the All-American Hymnal, When the Roll is Called Up Yonder, I'll Be There. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair. When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. On that bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of his resurrection share. When his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Let us labor for the master from the dawn to setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the 
called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Amen. I can say that with a firm assurance. Amen. Not because of anything I've ever done, but because in November the 1st of 1975, I bowed my head and I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and he washed my sins away. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's turn to number 142. 142, I feel like traveling on. <laughs> my heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. Nor pain nor death can enter there. I feel like traveling on. Yes, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. It's glittering towers, the sun outshine. I feel like traveling on. That heavenly mansion shall be mine. I feel like traveling on. Yes, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. The Lord has been so good to me. I feel like traveling on. Until that blessed home I see, I feel like traveling on. Yes, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. Amen. Praise God. Turn to 116. 116, oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Amen. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning Of his precious blood's atoning then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing. How he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the 
He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea, about the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Amen. Boy, it's good to be saved this morning. Mm-mm-mm. Amen. While we're on that theme, amen, while we're just right there on that theme, I think I might just sing another song, amen, on that same thing. That's one of my favorites to sing about anyway, amen. My Savior's coming back for me. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds up in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no more pain. No more parting over there Then forever I will be With the one 
for thee. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I looked upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. I want you to sing that chorus with me. You ready? What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day. That will be what a day, glorious day. That will be, amen. Praise God is right, sister. Amen. He deserves all the glory. Amen. I want you to take your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 25 this morning. If I'm late this morning, I'm going to blame it on Robert. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I'm going to blame it on Robert. I had to wait 10 minutes to get started. So. Amen. It'll be all right, though. Amen. It'll be all right. We're gonna, you won't want me to get off this subject. It's a good one. Amen. Matthew chapter 24. Not 24, 25. I'm sorry, 25, 25. We might... We might tiptoe backwards just a hair there for a second, but we're not going to stay in it for sure. Amen. Matthew 25, and we're going to read. We're going to read 13 verses there. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to we're going to talk about this. Amen. Chapter 25 of Matthew 1 through 13. Let's go ahead and look at it and read. If you found that, say Amen. All right, we're there then. All right, the Bible says Jesus said. And the very important words, the first word, then, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go rather Go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, 
Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for loving us. We thank you for giving us, a, a Lord, a perfect Bible. Lord, we thank you that the word is true. The word is right. The word is just. It's pure. Father, we're so thankful. Lord, we're thankful for Jesus. Thank you for the precious blood that washed me white as snow. Thank you for the Spirit of God that dwells within my bosom. Lord, I just thank you so much that you love us and you come to meet with us when we gather together in your name. Lord, I pray that your presence be felt here this morning. I pray, Lord, that you Lord, that you just used me this morning. These lips of clay, I pray you that they be a fitting vessel this, this morning for, for your power to be poured forth from. Lord, I know it's not me. There's nothing about me that's any good. Only what's in me, which is you. And Lord, I pray that you'd Lord, that you'd forgive me of any sin, Lord, that I might have let slip by anything that's not confessed. I pray you'd cleanse me. I want to be a vessel fit for your honor. And I pray you'd use me. I pray you'd touch each and every life of everyone under the sound of my voice this morning. Lord, work in our midst now. Give us a clear mind and a, Lord, and a responsive heart. Touch our, touch our soul this morning. We give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And I'm not going to, I said I'm going to go back up into there just a minute, but I just wanted you to see that this is a continual conversation. I don't want you to get into the into the mindset of thinking, oh, we're on a new chapter, this is a new subject. No, it's not a new subject at all. Uh, Christ is still continuing to answer their questions. Okay? What did he ask them? They, they asked him about, the, he talked about the destruction of, of the temple. They said, when will these things be? He, he, he gave them that, that answer. Then they said, what shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? And well, he's answering these questions now. And he just <laughs> talked about, he talked about, uh, about his second coming when he comes back and he finds unprofitable servants who, who they began to, to, to eat and be drunken and to beat their fellow servants. He's referring to Jews who in the, during the time of Jacob's trouble, the tribulation period, will sell out their brethren because they're not, they're not waiting on the Lord. They're, 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 not gonna, they're just going to go ahead and take that mark. They're going to go ahead and they're not going to starve. They're not going to do without. They're going to go ahead and just live like the rest of the world. And, and that's who he's referring to. And he said, and he shall cut them asunder when he comes and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then we come to chapter 25, and he says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And again, we have, out of those ten virgins, we have five who were wise, who kept their lamp filled with oil. And then you had five that were foolish, and they did not keep their lamp filled with oil. And then when the time came, they were like, well, we need your oil. Give us some oil. We wasn't prepared. They caught us off guard. We're not ready. Now, I could get into all this means for the Jews and all that, but I want to tell you something. The Bible, I want to give you three verses real quick, just so you understand why I'm doing what I'm doing this morning. Listen, the Bible tells us in Romans 15, verse 4, the Bible says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. So 
whatever the Bible, not everything in the Bible is written to us, but it's there for us. Amen? There's an application that can be made. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, and I read this last week, but study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, I, and I've said before, and I'll say it again, if we don't know, if we don't pay attention to who Christ is speaking to or who's being spoken about, what the circumstances are, we can get off on, a, on, on all kinds of false doctrine because we don't understand what we're reading. We need to pay attention. We need to study the Scripture and, and pay attention to what's being said and who it's being said to. And so God says that we don't need to be ashamed. We'll come up with something that's, that's not even scriptural if we're not careful. And he said we're to rightly divide the word of truth. But then over in, in, in the next chapter, in the next chapter, in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, he makes this statement to Timothy. He says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Amen? It was, it was written to the Jews. It's written about the second coming of Christ, but there's an application to the church this morning. Amen? And that's what I want to focus on this morning. I don't want to focus on dispensationalism. I want to focus on what, what we can glean from Matthew chapter 25. And, and what I see in this, I, I see in this, uh, the Lord speaking about people, amen, some who have the oil and some who don't have the oil. Well, we, if we've read the Bible any length of time, we probably know what oil represents in the Scripture. Oil represents the Spirit of the living God. Amen? The Bible gives example after example. Uh, I mean, when, when men were anointed with oil, it represents the, 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 the coming on of the Holy Spirit on them in power. Listen, it, so... These, these vessels or these lamps filled with oil represent believers. The oil represents the Holy Spirit of God living within a believer and being ready for his return. So, again, ten persons looking to enter a wedding. Amen? They're going to a wedding. Now, five are ready. Five are not ready. Five had oil in their lamps. Five were empty and unprepared for the coming of the bridegroom. Now, in order for me to explain this and help you with this, I need to look into a little bit of Jewish custom. So I did a little studying on Jewish wedding customs and just to, just to make sure I was ready to preach on this this week. But there's some things that we need to examine and look at. And if we do, I believe we'll see what Christ has to say to us here this morning. All right? So first of all, we're talking about a Jewish wedding. I know we've got in our mind what a wedding looks like right here in America. We've, we've all been to weddings, and we know how it's done, but not just like the Jews did it, <clears throat> okay? So what would happen typically is a bridegroom would go in search of a bride. He would go in search of a bride, and when he found a girl that he wanted to marry, he wouldn't try to convince the girl that he wanted to marry her. He'd convince the dad, Amen? I think we ought to do that now, amen, because I got a daughter on the way, and I just don't want any old so-and-so to marry my daughter, amen. I think he ought to convince me, amen. Save a lot of headaches, a lot of divorces, amen. They just come talk to daddy first, amen, hopefully, amen. But I want you to see here, I'm going to try to hurry because I know I've only got a short amount of time to preach this, but the bridegroom went looking for a bride, Okay. Guess what? 
he had to leave his father's house in order to go out in search of that bride. If you think about Isaac, and he went and he labored under Laban for seven years in order to, in order to gain what he thought was Rachel, but then he was deceived and he ended up with Leah. So what did he do? He stayed and he worked seven more years in order to win the hand of Rachel. Okay? So, so a bridegroom, it goes on a mission, leaving his father's house and all that he had in order to go and gain him a bride. Now, who does that sound like? Who left heaven and laid down the robe of his glory? and left all that he had and came to this earth and was born in a manger and, and, and had no home and had nowhere to lay his head. Amen. He came down here in search of a bride. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this bride, again, he, had to, he, he, he didn't talk her into it. He had to convince the father, I'm the right one. I'm the guy. Okay? So what did he have to do? Well, he had to convince the father by paying the price that the father exacted. Fathers say, well, now, now she's a good girl. Now, I'm, I'm just hypothetical here. She's a good girl, and, and, and you know, if, if you're going to take her to be your wife, I'm going to need about... I'm going to need about a dozen goats, and I'm going to need, uh, you know, two or three dozen sheep and, and maybe a couple of oxen too. I mean, uh, and, and if he wanted to marry, guess what he had to do? He had to pay the price that the father expected. Amen? Now, we know that Jesus Christ, he left, he left the glory of heaven. He came to this earth. He took off the robe of his glory. He took on the robe of flesh, and he fulfilled every single prophecy regarding the Messiah. He did everything that was necessary. He came unto his own, the Bible says, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even as many as believe on his name. He came to this earth. Yes, he paid a high and a tall price, but it was, the, it was the price that God exacted upon sin. It must be perfect blood. It must be just blood. It must be righteous blood. And there was no single man who ever lived or ever will live on this earth who in a, in a natural man that could possibly pay the sin debt for all mankind. Nobody. No, listen to me. No preacher. No pastor, no pope, no anybody. None can do it. None. There is no one who you can go to and find salvation in except Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is, neither is there any man, any name given among men, whereby we must be saved. It's only in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? So Jesus Christ, he came to this earth. And what did the Father put upon him? The price of sin. He bore it for you and me in the Garden of Gethsemane. While he was under the pressure of the weight of the sin of the world bearing down on him, his, his capillaries burst forth, spilling blood from his veins, from his pores, right out 
where, where it could be seen trickling down his body. Such a distress was laid upon him because of our sin. Oh, he paid the price. Oh, it was a high price to be paid. When they tied him to that post and, 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 and that man took that whip, that cat of nine tails, and 39 stripes he laid across our Lord. 39 times 9. You've got a calculator. You can see how many, how many furrows were cut into our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I've said it before, but the Bible says in Psalm and prophecy, it says, I may tell all my bones. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he could look down and see his bones exposed through his skin. That was the price. That's what you deserved. That's what I deserved. That's what every child of God on this earth, that's what every sinner, let me reiterate, that's what every human being who's ever come into the world and ever drawn a breath deserves. You say, well, what what about innocent little kids? Well, listen, they deserve it. They don't understand it until a certain point. When they understand that they, that they have a sin debt before God, then they're going to be held responsible. Now listen, if a, if a person doesn't have any idea, doesn't have any, 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 any capacity to understand right and wrong, sin and righteousness, then they can't be held accountable. But when they hit that age, and I don't know what that age is. It's different for every single person. But when they come to that knowledge of good and evil, when they come to that realization that they owe a debt before Almighty God, it must be paid. And Jesus, the Bible said, he tasted death for every man. Amen? Listen, I don't, I don't get hung up on this hyper-Calvinistic stuff where they say, well, you know, he only died for certain ones and his blood going to spill for certain ones. No, 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 no. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Every man, every man, they're without excuse, without excuse. So like I said, the bridegroom went looking for a bride. He made a proposal. He, he, he had to convince the father. He had to convince the father. He had to pay the price. Nailed to that wooden cross, his blood pouring from all his veins, they couldn't kill him. They couldn't kill him, folks. They tried to, but they could not kill him. He laid his life down willingly. He said, I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it up again. How could he do that? He's God. That's how. He's God in the flesh. He, t- he paid the price. He paid the full price. They took him down from that cross and they put him in that borrowed tomb and they rolled a stone up in there and they, they had it all sealed. They put, a, they, put a, they put the seal. Herod had his seal put on there. So he's sealed now. He's not, we're done with this man. But oh, on that third and appointed day. Oh, on that third and appointed day, that stone rolled back. Amen? Them soldiers, such like dead men. The angels of God rolled the stone back. Amen? And Christ came out alive forevermore. Amen? I could go into all kinds of things that happened when he came out, but I ain't got time to do it. 
Amen? But I can tell you this, they had to have a bunch of funerals again. Amen? Captivity came with him. Amen? He brought it. Hey, listen, and not only that, when he died, listen to me, when he died, he descended into the earth and he came back with the keys to hell and death. Amen? Listen to me. The devil hadn't got any authority. He has no authority but what God allows him to have. Jesus is in control. Amen? He said, he said in John, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So the bridegroom convinces the father. After the arrangements are made, the father and the bridegroom, the father, the bridegroom, and the bride, they would gather at a table and they would drink out of a common cup. They would make a covenant. They would make a covenant. They're betrothed to be married. Okay? Now, he's not going home with her today. A promise has been made. We're going to get married. But legally, they're married. She would have to seek a divorce to undo what's been done. Stay with me. Stay with me. He's not taking her home right now. So why is he not taking her home right now? He's got to go make things ready. He's got to go make things ready. What did Jesus say? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Folks, the church is his bride. Amen. We're his bride. You say, when's he coming? He didn't say when he'd be back. He comes in an hour when you ain't expecting him. So she was to do what? What was she to do? She was to watch. She was to watch. I'm going to tell you, he came. Jesus comes offering a relationship. Amen? That's what he comes for. He comes offering a relationship in Acts chapter 4 in verse 12. Amen, I already quoted that, never mind. Neither is there salvation any other, neither is there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He is the only way that we can have a relationship with the Father is through the Son. But you know what? Even though we know that, even though that's been preached and preached and preached and preached and preached and preached, men still look for another way. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the Way, not a way, but the way, the truth. There's no other truth outside of him. The life, there's no other life outside of Christ. He said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm the only way that you can be in heaven with God the Father. I'm the only way there, and I have to come and take you there. Can I tell you something? There ain't no 72 virgins waiting on no Muslims nowhere. Amen. There ain't no there ain't no nirvana that Buddhists go to. Amen. There ain't no Vishnu and, and Brahman and all those 
all those hundreds of, of gods those Hindus bow down to. There is no other. I serve the true and living God. You can find gravestones for all those that came before and said that they were God but were not. But there ain't no gravestone for my Lord because he's not dead and buried. He's alive. He's coming back after his own. Amen. He came looking for a bride. He came offering a relationship, and he came and he paid, he paid the price. Oh, he paid that price, and what a high price it was. You know, I want to turn over to Hebrews real quick. I want to read you something from Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12 through 14, the Bible says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifying to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? What do you, let me put that in a nutshell for you. Christ is the only one able to save. And if he's able to save you, he ought to purge out. If he, listen, if he, if he buys you, if you're his, if he paid the price for you, that, listen, you ought to live under good works. There ought to be something in there that says, I've got to live because, for him because he is my bridegroom. Amen? Listen, when a, woman, when a woman's to be married, her focus is all on her husband and the relationship and the life that they're going to build together. Amen? She looks forward to that day when, when she's not in her mom and daddy's house anymore. No, she goes and, and they begin their life together. That's what we're supposed to be doing down here. Looking forward to his coming. Looking for that day. Yearning for that day. Being watchful. I don't believe it's going to be very long. I really don't. I, I can't predict, but I, 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 and I wouldn't predict, but I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to be very long. This world is ready. This world hates you and I. What a sad, sad day we live in. People hate us. Why? What do they hate us for? They hate us because they hate him. So the bride went to prepare herself for marriage. She was to be ready. She was to stay ready. Again, she didn't know when he was coming. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Let me turn over there real quickly. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 10. The Bible tells, Paul tells the Thessalonians they're to, they're to wait. They're to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath to come. We're, we're to be waiting. Amen? The bride knew the bridegroom's coming. Day after day, she waited. Is he ready for me? Has he got the place ready? Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait till he gets here. Well, I, I, what I've learned is according to Jewish custom, most time he came at night. Came at night. Often he came at midnight. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to meet him? Are you ready to meet him? 
Only you can answer that question. I can't answer it for you. But I want to tell you something this morning. He may come today. I'd hate, I was, oh, I would hate to sit in a, in a church service where someone is preaching the gospel. And Christ come that day and leave me here because I was not ready. Mm-mm-mm. Verse 6 tells us there was a cry made. It was a midnight cry made. Oh, there's a cry. There's a cry going on in America right now, and it's against us. It's going on not just in America, but it's going on all around the world. They don't mind religious people. Listen, they don't mind liberal, worldly, watered-down, no-power Christianity. But true believers hated with a passion. Hated with a passion. Why? Because they want us gone. With the salt, with the light that he's left here. And we irritate and we agitate, and they don't like it. They don't want us telling them that God says they're wrong, that God says they shouldn't, that God says they should repent, that God says they should be saved. They don't want to hear that. No, they want to be left alone to do as they please. The world tolerates any and all false gods. You ever notice that? They don't have – listen, you ever notice atheists? Atheists – when was the last time you heard an atheist come out against a Muslim? Thought about that? When was the last time you heard an atheist debating a, a Buddhist? Or a Hindu. Or a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> or a Mormon. I don't recall ever. You know who they debate? Blood-washed, born-again believers. Amen, who know this book. They just want us gone. Well, you know what? One of these days, they're going to get their wish. One of these days, they're going to get their wish. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I mean, black land clods is going to fly around Clarksville. Amen? I'm telling you, there's going to be clods of dirt flying everywhere, fire ants going every which direction. Amen? Bodies coming up out of cemeteries. Hallelujah. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We're going home with our bridegroom. We're going home. Amen. We're going to a wedding. Amen. We're going to, listen, we're going to have to stand before the judgment seat. Yes, we've got to do that first. But listen, we're going to a wedding, and we're coming back with him, and we're ever going to be with him. There's never going to be a doubt as to whether or not that's our rightful place because, listen, he already paid the debt a long time ago. He paid the price. The dowry's been paid. Everything is done. All you've got to do is receive it. You say, well, what about the oil and the lamp? When, when I trusted Christ, in the moment that I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, the Holy Spirit of God came in to live in me. God, the Holy Ghost, God, the Holy Spirit, indwells every single believer who trusts Jesus Christ as their Savior. He lives in me. 
He gave me the earnest of my salvation. Just like when you buy a piece of property, you have to put down earnest money, saying that is mine and I'm going to stake my money on it. I'm giving I'm giving a big enough chunk that you know I'm serious. Listen, God gave me a bigger chunk than any man ever paid on a house. He gave me his spirit. Amen. He's coming back for me. He's coming back for those who are saved by the grace of God. And quickly, let's look at the foolish virgins. Five of them. Five of them, their, 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 lamp, their lamps were filled with oil, and they were ready. So when he came, they were ready. Oh, there were five that weren't. I want you to notice there, the Bible says, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. It's easy to fall asleep in this world. That's all you got. All you have to do is just live a normal day. All you have to do, look here. All you have to do is just not read this book. All you have to do is just forget to pray. And you know what? You fall right asleep, and this world will pass you by. Now, I didn't say you could lose your salvation because listen, He gave me something I can't lose. Amen. I, my salvation is not temporary. It's not conditional. Amen. I am paid for 100%. When Christ died with his last dying breath, he cried out, It is finished. Which means, which in, in, in Greek is tetelestai, which means paid in full. I didn't have to add anything to it. I can't add anything to it. I don't have to go through religious practices in order to keep myself saved. I don't have to pay any money into anybody to keep myself saved. I ain't got to go through a, a certain program to keep myself saved. Hallelujah. He saved me. I didn't save him. Let me tell you something. My hand is in his hand, and he's got me. Jesus, Jesus he said, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Amen. I've, I've told I've told hundreds of, of ladies this when I've witnessed to them door to door soul winning. I said, if you were going to lead a small child of yours across a busy highway, would you would you take that child by the hand or would you let that child take your hand? Without question, every single one of them said, I'd take that child's hand. And I said, that's the way God has you. He's not leaving you to keep yourself saved. Amen. I don't want you to mistake what the Lord's showing us here in this parable. He's not saying somebody can lose their salvation. No, these, these, were, these were Jews who set out. They set out to do the right thing. But you know what? They couldn't because they, didn't, they couldn't wait for him. They got impatient. They got tired of wait, waiting on him. They said, forget this. We're going to go back and live how we want to. Now, listen, that's not the case with a believer. I'm going to tell you, when Christ comes in and dwells that believer, as my good friend Mark Wheeler says, if something big as God move into your life, he's going to stick out somewhere. If you are saved this morning, if you are a child of God this morning, he is still in you. What, is Paul what did Paul say? Stir up the gifts of God. Y'all know what it's like to build a fire in a firebox, some of y'all had a wood stove in your life. You can build a big roaring fire at night. You go to bed. What happens next morning? That fire done gone down, hasn't it? But you, you know what? If you open that firebox, take that poker, stick in there and stir them coals around, 
throw another log of wood in there, guess what will happen? It will get right back to fire again. Amen? That's what some of us need to do. We need to stir the fire of God inside of us again. We need to get back to that place of prayer. We need, to, we need to get back to that place of Bible study. We need to get back in that sweet looking for our Savior, our bridegroom to come and take us home. We need to be ready for that. But I'm going to tell you, these five virgins that were foolish, they had no interest. What did they say? Oh, they, listen, because they, they done got caught up in the world. They done got caught up and they done went to sleep on. They, they weren't looking for him anymore. They said to the, those who had oil, they said, give us of your oil. Can I tell you something? Your daddy cannot get you into heaven. Your mama cannot get you into heaven. Your preacher cannot get you into heaven. Your Sunday school teacher cannot get you into heaven. Your spouse cannot get you into heaven. Your child cannot get you into heaven. There's only one who can get you into heaven, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the door. They, listen, they were looking for somebody to help them out. They said, hey, give us what you got. I said, we can't give you that. You've got to go get it where the getting place is. Go get it from them. So they took off to get it. But you know what? It's too late. You see, you have to personally come to the realization through God opening your spiritual eyes, through the preaching of the gospel truth, that you need to be born again, that you need to have your sins washed away, that you cannot go out into eternity with your sin debt looming and expect God to wink at it and say, oh, it's okay, come on in. God doesn't do that. God is a holy and a righteous God, and he demands righteousness. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. It's by Christ alone. But let me tell you something, friend. If we'll come as a humble sinner, say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm lost. I know I'm a sinner. I know that I know I have a sin debt that I cannot pay, and I know that I can't be in your presence without it being gone. And the only way, the Bible says, the only way, not the preacher says, not the not the not anybody else's, but what God says. Salvation is through Jesus Christ. It was too late for them. You know, the Lord came, and he gathered together those that were his, those that had oil in their vessel, and it was too late. You know what they said? Open up to us. Open up. Open up. It's too late. You know what? I, I dare say that's the same thing they heard on the side of the ark that day. Open up. Open up. Noah said, no, the door shut. God shut the door. I didn't shut it. Tell you something, there's going to come a day when it's going to be too late. And the door's going to be shut. And there won't be no more opening up. Don't go to hell from here. Jesus wants to save. Jesus offers it free. You don't have to do a thing but turn and believe on him and his grace. Watch. Believers, watch. Be ready. Be looking for your bridegroom who comes 
to take us home to the place He's prepared for us. Let's be watching. Let's be looking. Let's be hopeful. Let's be excited about where we're going. Listen, we, we may have gotten a little sleepy down here, so the believers look at us and say, well, I don't see any excitement in them. Listen, we're here to bear testimony to where we're going. You think that bride? You think that bride didn't talk about her bridegroom coming? You think she didn't get, tell all her her girlfriends and all her neighbors he's coming to get me any day now? He's coming to get me, sister. He's going to take me to his house, and we're going to live happily ever after. I guarantee you, she did. If she loved him, she did. Amen. Probably wrote him perfumed letters and sent to him and things of that nature. Amen. Amen. She's looking forward to him coming. I'm going to tell you something I'm looking forward. Let's be watching. Let's not get caught off guard. You know, the Bible talks about some being ashamed at him before, ashamed before him at his coming. I think that's, I think that's believers who, who, who got sleepy. Oh, he's taking you. If you're his, he's taking you. I don't want to get there and be ashamed. But I'm here to tell you, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, get saved today. Get saved today. Listen to me. Listen. God holds those accountable who heard the gospel and don't do anything with it. Because you hold the truth and unrighteousness at that point. Watch. If you're not saved, be saved. If you are saved, be ready for him to return. Let's be anxious. Let's be looking. Let's be excited. I say this morning... If there's somebody in this room that needs to come and, and trust Christ as their Savior, if you, or you can do it right there at your pew. You don't have to have me to do it. There's no human instrumentation necessary. You must cry out and call out upon God, call upon God and ask Him to save you. You say, i got to cry out loud. No matter how you cry out. You cry out from your heart. Ask Him to save your soul. He wants to. That's why he came. That's why he died. That's why we preach. That's why we have this book. That's why we gather, because Jesus died to save sinners. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Sister, I want you to come and turn to, uh, turn to number 401 in that hymn book. We're going to sing, Only Trust Him. I want you to stand with me. Listen, if there's somebody here on the sound of my voice that needs to get saved this morning, today, don't put it, don't put it off another moment. Get saved today. If somebody listening in to our program that needs to be saved, get, get somewhere right now and call on the Lord Jesus Christ and ask Him to save you. He wants to save. He came to save. Number 401. Come every soul by sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord, and He will surely give you rest by trusting in His Word. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him now. He save you, he will save you, he will save you now for Jesus shed his precious blood rich blessings to bestow plunge now into the 
crimson flood that washes white as snow. Only trust him, only trust him, only trust him now. He will save you, he will save you, he will save you now. Amen. I'm going to tell you, and he won't, just, he won't just do it in a church service. He'll do it in your car. He'll, 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 he'll do it at your home. He'll do it wherever you are. Listen, there's been a, many of them got saved in a, in a ditch in wartime, in a trench. That's where my grandfather got saved. He got saved in a foxhole in Germany. You don't have to be in a religious setting. Amen. All you got to do is come to Christ and believe. Amen. Praise God. We'll be back here tonight, 6. Amen. Look forward to being back here in the house of the Lord with you. And uh, we'll be back in our study on the Holy Ghost. And look forward to that. Amen. I hope you all have a blessed afternoon. And I hope the Lord Lord just pours out his blessing on you on this sunshiny Sunday. Amen. I thank God for a little bit of warmth and a little bit of sunshine. Amen. But praise God, Sunday we're going to a place where there ain't no more clouds. Amen. (laughs) Thank God for that. Any word from anybody before we dismiss? All right. Brother Dan, why don't you dismiss us in prayer? Father, heaven, Lord, we're so thankful for you. Thank you for the grace of the day, Lord. We're thankful for you.